Preface and Introduction of A History of the Christian Church During the First Six Centuries This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. History of the Christian Church During the First Six Centuries by Samuel Cheatham Preface and Introduction Preface The intention of this work is to provide a sketch of the history of the Church in the first six centuries of its existence, resting throughout on original authorities, and also giving references to the principal modern works which have dealt specially with its several portions. It is hoped that it may be found to supply a convenient summary for those who can give but little time to the study, and also to serve as a guide for those who desire to make themselves acquainted with the principal documents from which the history is drawn. The narrow limits of a work, like the present, allow no room for discussion. The author is only able to give the conclusions at which, after considering the various authorities and arguments, he has himself arrived. In the first part of the book, in particular, a controversy underlies almost every sentence. In the notes, however, reference is made not only to those documents which confirm the statement in the text, but to those also which support a different view. As it has been found impossible to give an intelligible view of the great dogmatic conflicts and of the groves of institutions, without following their several courses to the neglect, for the time, of contemporary events, I have thought it well to enable my readers to gain some idea of the general state of the Church at any epoch by means of a chronological table. The maps will supply a ready means of learning at a glance the early spread of Christianity and the territorial divisions which the Church adopted when it became the dominant religious power in the Empire. The books which I have had constantly before me in writing this sketch are Schrock's Christliche Kirchengeschichte, Neander's History of the Christian Religion and Church, Tories Translation, Gieseler's Lehrbuch der Kirchengeschichte, Kurz, Handbuch der Kirchengeschichte, Hase's Lehrbuch und Kirchengeschichte auf der Grundlage akademischer Vorlesung, F.C. Baus' Geschichte der christlichen Kirche, Alzog's Universalgeschichte der christlichen Kirche, and, in the latter part of the work, Müller's Kirchengeschichte. References to other histories are given as occasion arises, but to these I owe a general help and guidance which cannot be acknowledged in detail. I have also to express my thanks to my friend Canon Colson, formerly fellow of St. John's College, Cambridge, for his kindness in reading the proofs and making many suggestions. Rochester, 18th November, 1893 Introduction the history of the Church of Christ is the history of a divine life and a divine society, of the working of the Spirit of Christ in the world, and of the formation and development of the society which acknowledges Christ as its head. The Church is distinguished from the world, in which man is regarded as discharging the functions only by natural life, and again from the state, which is primarily an organization for the purposes of political life. Yet the history of the Church cannot be treated 
as if it were wholly independent of the natural and political life of man. For the form which Christianity assumes in particular instances is largely influenced by the natural qualities and the general culture of those to whom it comes. And the Church, composed of men who are necessarily citizens of some state, cannot fail to influence the civil constitution of the states in which it exists, and in many cases to be itself modified in matters not essential to its existence by the civil government. The proper task and constant effort of the churches to realize in it itself the life of Christ and to maintain his truth, and again to bring all the world within the influence of Christian life and Christian truth. Church history has to relate the results of this constant effort, to describe the struggle of the church, to maintain at first its very existence, afterwards its proper functions and liberty, against the powers of the world, whether political or intellectual, to preserve its own purity, whether against those who would lower the standard of Christian life, or against those who would take away from the truth or add to it, its own unity against those who would rend it, its efforts constantly to extend its borders, and to consolidate the conquests which it has already won, and again it has to chronicle the changing and diverse thoughts which have clustered round the face, once for all delivered to the saints, and formed the theology of the Christian Church. The present volume is concerned mainly with what may be called the ancient classic period, the period, that is, during which the old classical forms of literature and civilization were still in a great degree maintained, and this may conveniently be separated into two divisions. First, the early struggles of the Church from its foundation to its victory under Constantine. Second, the period in which the now imperial Church defined the faith in the great councils, and entered on its task of bringing under the yoke of Christ the northern tribes, which everywhere burst in upon the empire. This period may be roughly limited by the accession of Gregory the Great to the papacy. End of the introduction.